The following program was recorded on an earlier date for presentation at this time. Hey, TC fans, this is Bryce, preempting Bill's normal sketch comedy intro for a special show announcement, kind of a PBS-style announcement, actually. Taverncast is back. We're working hard to produce quality and quantity for our listeners. We're working hard to regularly release new shows about every two weeks, and I've already recorded a half dozen shows with more recording dates to follow. We're expecting more guests, more interesting topics, and more special events in the coming months, starting with a return to our annual Taverncast holiday event, the Halloween, which we will promo soon. Keep an eye out for that. We've also just released a new spin-off show called On Tap, which focuses on beer reviews and discussion about the world of ales, lagers, stouts, bitters. It's a great beer show. Also, look for the return of another favorite TC spinoff later in November. We'll let you in on what that is soon. Most exciting is that we're going to soon be opening up the doors to our brand new, revamped Taverncast subscriber area called TC VIP. It's actually already up on the website. There's a page for it for a placeholder. We've been working hard on the subscription-only fan channel for three months, going back into the TC archives for every scrap of unreleased material from every show since we began in 2005. Everything from new, unheard outtakes, behind-the-scenes audio, cast interviews, deleted segments, and even entire shows that were never released, and so much more. When we launch in November, we expect to have nearly 10 hours of audio and video entertainment that will be exclusive to TC VIP and not released to the public at large. And each month, we'll release more exclusive content, so there's always something to come back for. We'll tell you more about this as we get closer to release, but stay tuned. Longtime TC fans and anyone who loves the show is sure to enjoy what we've cooked up. This may go without saying, but the production of Taverncast takes a lot of work from all of the cast and a number of folks not on the show. The website, the social media updates, the forums, and most importantly, the shows themselves takes hours and hours a week to roll out to our fans. No creative endeavor works in a vacuum, and this is still really true about Taverncast. We need our fans and our listeners. TC was gone for a number of years, and most of our listeners are still loyal folks from the old days when the show was a gaming podcast. In order to grow and keep doing what we're doing, we need more listeners. And that's where the PBS part comes in. We're not going to ask for money, but we are going to ask for your support in another way. To paraphrase one of our listeners who recently wrote in our forums... The challenge isn't TC making entertaining shows, it's getting new listeners to even realize it's there. We agree with that. We think we produce a very high-quality program, with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears poured in. We just need to get that in front of new ears so the show grows instead of remaining stagnant. So we're asking for your help. If you've enjoyed what we've done all these years, and want to support what we do, and ensure that TC will continue... We're asking that our hardcore TC fans simply spread the word about Taverncast to your friends, family, and anyone you think might enjoy what you already are enjoying. We always release a direct download of our shows, so copy the MP3 and send it around. If you've got a friend that's really into movies, send them a link to TC35, our movie show. If someone in your family is a nut for the paranormal, send them TC36, the high strangeness show, or maybe TC40, the show all about ghosts. If they love beer, send them to an episode of On Tap. If you look on our forums, we've put up some great and easy-to-print-out Taverncast flyers that you can put up wherever you feel like it around your neighborhood, at the subway or on the train, or left behind in a book or on a table or at a desk. They're handy little flyers with the logo and a URL, and that's all we need to get people back to the site to check the show out. Taverncast is a truly symbiotic organism consisting of us here in the studio and you out there with your iPods and media players. 
One doesn't exist without the other. So if you love TC, please support this show. Spread it around like a plague. For us, more listeners means more hits, which means higher ratings, which means even more listeners, meaning potential revenue opportunities like sponsorships, ad placements, and so on, which means more time can go into the show, which ultimately equals more shows, more content, more video, more time at the bar, and then everyone wins. So support your local tavern cast. Get the word out, spread the show around, and help grow TC into 2011. As always, we thank you for your ongoing support and love for this show. We could not and would not do this without you. Now, here's TavernCast 5. From the great state of Michigan in the American Midwest, it's time for good beer, great friends, and pure 100% fun. This is TavernCast. Welcome back to the bar. Grab a beer and pull up a seat. This is TavernCast. I'm Mike. I'm Bryce. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Be on the show. Call the TC Hotline in the USA, 734-418-7077. That's the number. Internationally, catch us on Skype, username TavernCast, or send us an MP3 file at light speed through the internet to TavernCast at TavernCast.com. One rule, you send it or say it, we'll play it on the show as we have been. Hey, TavernCast, I was listening to the end of the last episode, and you guys were talking about Twilight, and I just have an interesting story to tell you guys. I take Taekwondo, and my teacher was talking about the Twilight. He ends up telling us that Taylor Lautner, the kid who, you know, has too many abs, actually taught him how to use some of the weapons that he now teaches us. And I didn't believe him at first, but uh, he's got videos and, you know, he's got his phone on, he's got his number on his phone and it's kind of creepy. My name is Mike. I'm from Miami. I just want to say that I love your show. How come your website is so slick and awesome and the microphones you guys use are still so crappy? Not trying to put you down or anything. I do love the show, but come on, guys. So glad you guys are back. Really missed you. You guys are awesome. Hey, TavernCast, this is Nate out of Montana. Just thought I'd let you know, just woke up from saying goodbye to uh, my Russian comrades. Apparently, Putin jokes are not funny to Russians. I guess it's one of the things that, you know, you had to not be there for. I feel like it's hilarious. Hi, TavernCast. I just went to your website for probably the first time in about four years, I think. I was just listening through your shows again, getting nostalgic. I know you guys only have a show like once every 15 years or whatever, but yeah. Peace. Bye, Cavern Cast. Bye, Cavern Cast. 
Hey guys, it's Mike. I'm driving back from the from the cabin. Uh, the world, you know, there's some crazy shit that went out while uh, while uh, I was gone. Apparently, um, just listen to the show. Apparently, the world ended. Who do? Sorry, I didn't catch you guys up here. I just locked up, so I don't know if you're on your way still or what. You know, there's a there's a spare key up under the flag. Well, I don't want to say that on the air. I guess so. Anyway, hope it's all good. Love the show. You guys rocked it. All right, later. So we have a uh, guest in studio today. She's going to bring us right into what we're drinking because she has brought us the drinks that we are drinking today. So, my special guest and lady, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Woo! It's beer time, it's beer time, it's beer time, the great taste of beer. That's another awesome song from Sam Scola, singer-songwriter from Maine, sings a bunch of songs about beer. You can find him, as always, at www.reverbnation.com forward slash Sam Scola, S-A-M-S-C-O-L-A, song. And if you love beer, make sure you check out our new podcast, On Tap. It's Eric, Mike, and I working our way through a local pub's list of the ultimate beer tour. 130 beers and just about as many shows. It's all about beer reviews, beer stuff. It's beer madness. Check it out for the present on the TavernCast feed right here with the rest of the TavernCast shows. I think pretty soon we're actually going to move it to its own feed, but uh, we'll let you know when we do that. Our guest on the show today is a gal named Rebecca. Where, where, where do we find Rebecca, guys? She was at that bar, right? I think she was at the VFW, right? I picked her up. Oh, no, she was at the VFW. Yeah, <laughs> hey, baby. The VFW. Uh, you ever listen to any podcasts? Do you want to come to this guy's basement with us three, us four dudes and record her, a podcast? Her name, is, her name is Rebecca, and she likes gladiator movies. Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I actually am quite a chick, so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm bringing a little bit of sensitivity to the group. I cry at horror movies. I like to drink. <laughs> I like to smoke. I like to fight. I like men. I like to beat up other chicks. I have beat up a few guys. I like roller derby. Yeah, a lot. They're I like hot. Kicking chicks in the bitch. <laughs> no, not so much of that. Not so much of that. About your hobbies, with Bryce. my skate. Whoa! <laughs> rolling over their face with like four wheels, going like twenty miles. Two an wheels. Hour. Two wheels Two. on a bike. Wait, four wheels no, on no. skate. Oh, skate. oh, sorry. Skate. I jumped. Roll I jumped to a motorcycle. God bless it, woman. So, what are we drinking, Rebecca? We're drinking a chick beer today. Um... <sighs> Flamboise, I can't say it right. Flamboise, boise, flamboise. flamboise. So what is it's this? It's a beer? premium lambic beer. You, you, um, I, I need a little most, explanation on this thing because it comes in like a champagne bottle. I mean, they, they, what? What? Dangerous. Where did you find this? What is this? This is um, raspberry. It's all that really matters. It's raspberry with some beer together, but mostly raspberry. And this is for um, all the chicks who really don't like beer and they want to drink chick beer, or for men who want to get laid and they need to impress a girl. Lambic is a uh, Belgian fruit beer. It's Belgian ale that's enhanced with fruit. It's actually pretty good. The version you've got, Bill, or it's Lindemann's, yes. right? Lindemann's, yep. Yeah, the brand Lindemann's. We've got what's our brand? The Castle Brewery. Um, and both of them are the same. They're both they're both Frambois lambics, which are raspberry flavored lambics. But they're pretty good. They're sweet beers. They're very airy. 
I wouldn't say they're chick beers. They're they're chick beers. They're apartifs. They're not. They're not yeah. really a drinking beer. I don't know where what you would pair it with well, per se. I mean, all I know is when I open this sucker, it opens like a champagne bottle, and as soon as you open it up, it's got kind of that smoky, misty thing coming out of it, like champagne. And then the whole room, my whole studio, my whole house, the whole neighborhood, in fact, the state of California <laughs> now smells like ram, uh, raspberries. Very pungent could be raspberry smell coming out of this sucker. Becca, where'd you first have this beer? I had it at a brewery down in Detroit. Detroit Beer Company. All right, well, nice. let's give it a shot, guys. Cheers. 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 This is not a beer you want to, like, slam. Yes, it is. I think yes. too sweet. I think you can slam this. Yeah. In fact, yes. I think I would. Mike's like, I can slam anything. I can slam this. <laughs> Why? I can slam Why? paint thinner, Because it goes down like, like Gatorade. Like <laughs> yeah, it tastes just like Gatorade. That's right. It's like very fact, carbonated Gatorade. They should swap this up at NFL games. Oh, yeah, that would make it much more interesting. That would. <laughs> the Tavern Cast Football League right there. Actually, you know what I've always wondered about this beer? And I've never tried it. Is if you could take a stout like Guinness or Mackeson and do a uh, half and half uh, like a black and tan, but with Lambic being the tan portion. Yes. Yeah. Half Guinness, half Lambic. Well, why wouldn't it be good? You can I do Guinness with um, Chambord. Yeah. Right? There's a drink. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. Purple. Purple Hooter. Is that what is it is? The purple Hooter I, with the... I, yeah. I Sounds good to me. Anyways, there's a drink that you can pour Chambord liqueur into. It's uh, Guinness. It's like a black and tan with Chambord with on Chambord. top. The yeah. snake bite was the last one we tried, wasn't it? Hold on, let me take another sip. You're going to enjoy that eventually. Yeah, I mean, really, the more <laughs> I drink of it, the, the better it's starting to taste a little bit. Let me take another taste. You know, I got to tell you, this <laughs> framboise, whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> I think it's absolutely lovely. And the more you drink of it, the better it tastes, because after a while... Oh, wait, hold on, it wore off. i got to drink another sip. Woo! <laughs> 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 Goddamn! That's great stuff! I just absolutely love it. So what you're saying is is that you're not really into the beer? Can I... I wonder if I can fit this whole bottle in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bill so much better like this. He's so much more pleasant. This is truly one of the finest beers since we've had oh, smoke. You're losing it. Thing. You're losing it. You know, I, seriously, I can't drink another sip. If you make me drink another sip, <laughs> so I don't understand beer. why you don't like it so much. It's actually fabulous. It's great. It's, it's not. It's, it's not sweet. beer. It Could you strike use me as it in beer. the shower? The shampoo, body wash. It's <laughs> <laughs> <With> raspberries. <laughs> It doesn't taste like beer. That's. I think it's very good. It's like a like a wine, or it could substitute as a wine at dinner or something. But it doesn't strike me as a beer. Could you put ice cream in it yeah. as a dessert? Mm, of course, yes. you could put ice cream in anything. Be though. Good with, right, uh, that sounds great. Stuff. At a barbecue with ice cream. You could put ice cream in anything though, and not it'll ketchup, taste good. and not red wine. I've tried it. Mm. <laughs> I used to do this thing in college you called port wine, Manish shakes, which was Manish shavits and ice cream. So the thickest, sweetest red wine with ice cream, and it was. Damn good. Really? Yeah, like a Man of shakes, I called it. Did it this curdle? Is, no, this is coming on the Sounds show. Like a TC food. It That's certainly fine. does. It's excellent. We'll do so it. It's excellent. I'll bring, I'll bring a big thing of Man of Shevitz because it's big. Che- yeah, and we'll do a float. I'm
So I noticed the other day, actually I noticed for a long period of time, the, the, the amount of variety on the back of people's cars in terms of stickers and little metal things and flags and people are wearing all their beliefs on their car. Do you see? It's obnoxious. Yes. Okay, A, do you have stuff on the back of your car? No. Yes. What do you have on the back of your car? I have a single Autobot sticker on the back of my car. And I will. I want to say, I want to make it clear. Concepticon? I d- it is Concepticon. I, uh, awesome. I have not. I did not put the Autobot sticker on the car after the first movie came out. The <laughs> Autobot sticker was on the car three years before the movie came out. So I was right, Autobot sir. before Autobot was cool. Closer. Hanger on, Fairweather fan. You know you only first heard of Transformers after Megan Fox is in it. What? Megan? What? Hey, huh? leave out my girlfriend. So, no, the <laughs> Autobots are cool. What are you talking about? Hey, I just did I just did Transformers. That's so awesome. Oh, look at that big boxy car with the Transformer on the back of it. I gotta have whoever's driving that car. That guy's hot. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes stickers. They were cool about 15 years ago. Dude, they were never Maybe cool. 20. And now they're no. on your... F one hundred and fifty, and they're still stuck there, and they're still peeing on something. Like they were never like cool. They were never cool. Those stickers are the worst. The Calvin and Hobbes stickers, where it's peeing on. How about some those logo Hooters girls who are back to back with their legs out? You know those girls. No, I haven't seen that. We've all seen those. No. You know the. Am thing? I the only one who notices a well, nice just, pair of we, legs and some describe, describe it. Describe it. <laughs> Two ladies. Uh huh. They're silhouettes. Yeah. Back to back. Oh, they are oh, barely yeah. touching each other, These and yet like they notice flaps. each other's presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the trucker, That's the trucker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, we've seen See, that. See, everyone noticed that. I think the Calvin and Hobbes thing is particularly bad, though, where it's like peeing on something. I it's never understood like, it. What's the comedy? He's just pissing on things. No, it's just to show that you don't like something. But what I think right. is funny is when they take an already super redneck white trash thing, Calvin peeing on something, and then it pees on like a redneck white trash thing, like. You know, peeing on number three or something, or peeing <laughs> on number thirty-four, and it's like you're peeing on some Dude. redneck white trash car thing that, that I don't <laughs> like even a NASCAR yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hates thirty-four. Oh, you mean I saw one. I saw Calvin peeing on a deer. Deer. I don't know. You're a vegetarian. Like, <laughs> is that like an anti-pet thing? <laughs> so what I want to know is squid. What is the guy thinking of when Calvin's pe- peeing on a deer? What possesses you as a dude to go to a store and look through a catalog of stickers and like you know there's Calvin peeing on Chevy and Calvin <laughs> peeing on Ford and Calvin peeing on number thirty four. Calvin, Calvin peeing on. Dolly Parton, and then he gets to like Calvin, and he's peeing on like a big five point buck or something, and he's like, "God dang, I want to get me the sticker out there and put was, that on my truck." I hilarious. hate them goddamn deer. Them deer is everywhere. Them deer is swarming out of control. Them deer got bubonic plague. Goddamn you- man, that was the funniest thing I saw since I saw Calvin peeing on a pig. I'm like, there ain't nothing funnier than Calvin peeing on a pig. And then I saw that deer. I'm like, no way, dude, that's even funnier. That's even funnier right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that deer. That's so funny. <laughs> goddamn, you put that damn Transformer thing in the back of your goddamn girly boxy car. I'm like, no, man, you got to man that shit up right there. You got to put some real man sticker on there. And then I went and saw you got that Calvin Peanut deer. Oh, oh, that's just precious. That's just the gold. That's a funny. I shit my pants. Oh, hey, hey, I'll tell you what there, Billy Bo, my Bill. Yeah, yeah. I, I got me a sticker now that's Kelvin peeing on a little kitty. A little kitty cat. I just about gave myself an animal with that one. That's yeah. goddamn yeah. funny right With there. a frambois bottle. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
and I peed on it. <laughs> I done, I done put my firstborn photo on back of my truck, and then I had Calvin pee on his face. You peed on your own baby? On my own baby. I don't know. I don't know. Did you ever see that movie? There was some old like um uh God, was it Deliverance? I think it was Deliverance. One of the guys was like, Hey boy, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I don't know, he was just some red. <laughs> I don't, I don't huh? Eve. Maybe you had like tracking issues on your VCR or something. <laughs> <laughs> you still see the Bush Cheney 04. One. I saw it today. I saw a Condoleezza Rice for President 2008 sticker. Really? I was like, dude, you're living in the past. <laughs> I think that deserves some props to keep yeah. that on there. Yeah. I actually saw an old tr- truck that had a uh, Reagan sticker on it, and it was no 1980 way. Reagan. It was all oh faded and half ripped up. I'm like, wow. It's it's morning again in America. Again <laughs> and again and again. That's where you bet on the right horse, though. Like, if you bet on the horse like that, I mean, you kind of keep that around for a while. But I always think that when you see these political stickers, it's just kind of dangerous. I mean, you always hear about those stories every once in a while where some Yahoo follows somebody with, like, a whatever political sticker on the back and then, like, decks them at the next stoplight or follows them home or something and keys their car. You know, that's why I put a sticker of Mao on my car. Because I figure Mao's a pretty safe bet. Chairman Mao, he's always good to go. Yeah, Everybody likes Mao. Him. He's always ready for Everybody a party, a good time. Everybody likes that guy. It's a sitcom, isn't it? <laughs> the, other one, the, the, the other most common ones is the, the Jesus fish, but there's also the Jesus walking fish. Well, and there's the Cthulhu fish. The, yeah, the yeah, flying spaghetti monster. monster. Yeah, that's yes. my favorite. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and I want to be honest, right? So... I don't like the religious stickers at all. I hate these people with these Jesus stickers on their car. Hate them. Because those idiots are the ones that are soonest to cut you off in traffic and be a jerk. Have you guys ever noticed that? There is a total oh, yeah. there is a total connection between fish and something like Jesus is my co pilot sticker on your car and the people who will cut you off or be rude asses to you in, in traffic. That's because Jesus is really trying to cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you gotten the message yet? Actually, maybe Jesus is the one who corrected the guy after he cut you. Maybe he was drifting, and Jesus leaned over and took the wheel. You ever think that? You still think that, but I think Jesus is out to get you, personally. That's why Jesus isn't your (laughs) co-pilot. Twice up in Ann Arbor that had two stickers. Uh, One said, baby on board, and on the other side of the back uh, glass, it said... um, Condoms are cheaper than diapers. <laughs> I, was like, I was driven by the guy who was like 20 like something. I'm like, dude, there is a story there. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the baby on board stickers. Let me ask you guys. <clears throat> I, I purposely try to hit those. Yeah, you see it. You see the sticker that says baby on board. Do you care? I try to hit them. Isn't it, isn't it more for firefighters <laughs> when they're pulling them out of the rag so that they know there's a baby on board? I don't board? know. I always thought I it was kind of like the same That's thing a with the sticker that says. I mean, if you got a big car, you're like, hey, goddammit, was there a baby in that car somewhere? Well, there's a baby on board, so let's go back in. Oh, my God. I always figured that sticker was the same thing or synonymous with the let me tell you about my grandchildren sticker. What is it? Is it supposed to be like we're not supposed well, to, like, drive around you or cut you off or flick you off? I think or it's, acknowledging, at your bad it's driving? acknowledging a mother's role. In the world, or maybe it's 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 saying, "Hey, don't get mad at me, or don't think you're gonna hit me because I got a kid on board." Yeah. Remember, nineteen eighties, right? Came out like the eighties. Right. Remember this, it, like when this first happened. Look, right. I'm not gonna go out my way board. to hit anybody, especially not a car with a kid. But my point is, it's. A little, I mean, I should put on there like no baby on board, but precious human in driver's seat. <laughs> Next time, why don't you 
get them to roll down their window and ask, what is the purpose of that sticker? What were you thinking? What, what would you like me to take away from that? You should take out a recorder and just go out and <laughs> <laughs> have a man on the street. Ask your friends. Stick mic journalism. The worst what were you one, thinking? When you the worst that? one has got to be the uh, my student. My kid is an honor student at oh, blah, 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 university. It's like, who the f*** cares, lady? I mean, seriously? Your kid was an honor student? I mean, you know, it, it, what, do, what do I care? But then as the parent, you're going... My kid brought home this bumper sticker. I want to show him that I'm proud right, of him. So, like, the parent is damned if they do, damned if they don't. They want to, don't want to look like a total tool, but then you don't want to send your kid to therapy for not putting the sticker on your goddamn car. I got a Calvin sticker that's peeing on your kid with the <laughs> with the honor roll sticker. Peeing on Bill's kids. <laughs> yes, it says wow, Bill's honor roll. That's kids. pretty specific, there, Mike. Wow. Uh, I had especially made actually. <laughs> no, what I want to know is the stickers uh, on the backs of people's cars, where it's the the girl who says, "Women make great leaders." You're following one now. That that one drives me insane. Because you don't like following her, or because uh, you want to kick her. Because I find it obnoxious. What if it, it said a man? Men are great leaders. You're following one now. Yeah, it yes, also no, said baby on thing. board. It, yeah. Right? Well, hold on. Isn't it the same thing? Yeah. Isn't it a man is a great leader? You're following one now? Isn't it the, the same problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it wouldn't matter what race, what person, whatever. It's just it's... Uh, it's pompous. It's like, screw you. Right. Let me tell you about my grandchildren. <laughs> and then there's the whole cowboy up stuff. Cowgirl oh, God. Up. Oh, yeah. The balls. I was just the balls hanging oh, off yeah. the back the of truck the truck balls. hitches. Yeah, truck those balls. are horrible. Oh, my God. Horrible. Whatever, I got four of those on my car. <laughs> I like them. I like seeing them. <laughs> you, you like them. Like seeing them wave in the wind. Wave in the wind. Going over bumps. Hitting roadkill. Riding over those those dead raccoons. Yeah. Like jiggling. Jiggling. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I make, so it's times like these, I'm glad I don't live in Michigan. <laughs> We've got hard times here. We don't yeah. have a lot going on for entertainment. <laughs> Let me tell you about my grandchildren. <laughs> I, I drove I drove past this truck up north and I was coming home and it was like this fully on camo truck with these big blue truck balls and I was just like I gotta see who's driving it was like this little old lady driving this thing and I was like it must be her sons or something I was just like no way I can't no way it's not hers you know one question is why blue would be the choice <laughs> so Tavern Cast listeners do you got anything on the back of your car if you do we want to hear about it give us a call 734-418-7077 podcasters make great podcasters you're following one now <laughs> <laughs> Libya updates details at midnight. That's incredible. It will not be seen tonight due to the following ABC special movie presentation. But it will return next week at its regular time with more incredible stories. on this thing lately and it started when I when I began working Wait, on what is this thing you're on hopefully it's not the Sibian it's whoa <laughs> is it bouncy <laughs> it's, it started when I started working on Tavern Cash again and I was looking for uh, an open for the show that, that is actually in place on the show right now and everybody's heard it it's the CBS special presentation 
bug from the 80s. It's a little drum here. I'll play it right now. So, so I'm sitting there looking through these old television bumpers and special presentation things and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, things have really changed. And I think I've hit the point in my life where I'm actually starting to feel like an old codger who really does think that the old days were better days. And the reason I say this is, is that I, television, television in particular, if you look back at how TV used to be versus how TV is today, you see a completely different television. The world was very different, and I'm not just talking on the quality of the shows. If you go back and you look on YouTube and you say, pull up like Sunday night at the movies and take a look at how that was edited, just any Sunday night at the movies, if the ABC or NBC or CBS, it doesn't matter. They would, they'll go, they'll, they'll have a show, they'll cut into the Sunday night at the movies logo. It'll be really, you know, crappy music, it'll be warbly, the video will be kind of scratchy. You'll have the local guy come on, you'll hear his voiceover pop in, and all of a sudden the music will cut off, and it'll be like, join us now for a special presentation. And then the music will cut back on, and then it'll be like, tonight, Sunday night at the movies on ABC, Superman. Special tonight. An ABC Network premiere. Superman. Starring Christopher Reeve in the title role. With Gene Hackman, Valerie Perron, Jackie Cooper, Ned Beatty, and Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Easy, miss. I've got you. You, you've got me? Who's got you? The Man of Steel. The world's first superhero. Tonight's special presentation of Superman is brought to you by Atari, a family of electronic products that challenge you, teach you, touch your life. Discover Atari and discover how far you can go. And when yeah. you were a kid in the late 70s and the 80s, this was a big deal. Like, you would, if they were going to play Star Wars on talking TV. talking about this. Like, just, right, just you're I, bringing it back, I'm getting all like, ah, oh, that's awesome. I totally remember but, what you're talking You know about. what I'm saying? So it's like you would run home to be at home and eat and everything at 8 o'clock at night on a Sunday night they would play like E.T. on TV they would play Superman they would play Close Encounters they would play Jaws and you were like oh my god it's a thing in the whole neighborhood and you know the cool thing I don't mean to derail you but they would oftentimes put in things in the movies and those uh, like Sunday night movie at night at the movies that weren't in the theatrical release Yep. Like they were, the uh, they were, it was like the it's almost like the director's cut or whatever. They would cut some stuff out, say the commercials, but then they put other stuff in. And if you really loved the movie, like for instance, I love Superman, that you would notice that there were different things in there. Like I think that montage when he becomes Superman, he first goes to Metropolis and he's like saving the cat in the tree, and there's like a, there was some other like couple of things like he busted some thugs down in a subway or something and they tried to shoot pump them full of bullets it wasn't in the theatrical release but it was on that sunday night tv show or at least you just didn't remember them because the only time you saw these things was when they came on network television mm-hmm. it was in the era before cable right they didn't in the era before cable television was an event and you grew up where this was like a really intrinsic part of everybody's life they would play uh, the Wizard of Oz, and like all the kids on the street and all the families would gather around and watch Wizard of Oz because it was on one time a year, right. and that's the only time it was on. And so you would go watch Wizard of Oz. They'd bring up Star Wars or something when it finally came on TV, and it was a huge deal. Until the VCR came in, and you would try to record and try to record out, pause, quick pause, 
out those commercials mm-hmm. so you don't get those little commercials, but and then you could play them every week. Did you have those tapes, though, with the little glitches in the have, middle of movies? I still have those tapes. Yeah, I got a couple of them, too. And Wait a second. Some somebody, somebody's at the door. Sorry. Oh, it's ARP. They want you to come, you know, back to the home so oh, they can come do it. On. I don't no, buy it. I don't on. buy it. I don't think that was all that special. In fact, I remember as a kid, early on, it was it was like 1980 when cable started to be more pre- prevalent. So you're talking between like, you know, 73 and 80. Is that the years you're talking about? No. When this, these are the days no. of the Muppets and the Disney Sunday movies yeah. on Sunday night. Yeah. The Muppets late, were one thing, but I mean, if you're talking like Superman or trailer releases, like that was never that big a deal. It was no, always you go rent deal. a video, it was a huge, deal. huge deal, and and it was a, it was a, it, maybe it was it, obviously it wasn't for everybody. It okay. gave access to all the little people who couldn't afford going to the theaters. <laughs> or, or see this was on. this was monumental. Hey, on TV, do you remember on TV? I remember on TV, and remember like I, I, I mean, you, they had a special broadcast of Star yep. Wars the first time it was on TV, and they simulcast it over a local over the local. Yes. Radio stations, yep, and you could listen too. to Star Wars in hi-fi stereo yep, sound. You know, so we put it on that you tuned to the right FM radio station. You cranked up the sound, and you watched it. And it was simulcast on the TV. Greatest event ever. On September twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two, on TV will make television history. May the force be with you. The motion picture event of the decade becomes the pay television event of the year when the evil Darth Vader has been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet again at last. Takes control of the universe. For a small additional fee, you can make television history. You're not going to get me without a fight. See one of the great action-adventure movies of all time, simulcast in Dolby Stereo, starring Harrison Ford. Mark Hamill. Carrie Fisher. And Sir Alec Guinness. Call on TV now for the motion picture event of the year. Star Wars. Those days had were, were better in a lot of ways, I think, because today so let's say let's take a movie like um let's just use Iron Man, for example, alright? So Iron Man comes out. Let's no, let's use Avatar, because it was a bigger movie and everybody tended to like that one. So Avatar comes out. You you'd have very little lead up to Avatar. You, if you got like a Starlog magazine or something, you'd see like a couple pictures, and you'd have like a year before the movie come out, it'd be like James Cameron, the guy who made Aliens, is coming out with Avatar, and you'd have like three pages to read about Avatar, and they they tease you with things like it's going to have giant robots and like blue aliens on a whole new world, it's going to use great special effects, it's going to be awesome, and you'd like as a kid, you just keep looking at those pictures, and you talk to your friends at school, and you'd be like, Avatar, man, have you seen this book? It's in this magazine, it's great. No toys. No previews. The previews would come out like you'd have one really crappy preview that wouldn't show you hardly anything at all. So none of the movie was really ruined for you because those old trailers didn't give you a lot to work with. You'd go to see the movie. It would be this huge event. You hardly ever went out to the movies. And when you did, you saw what you saw once. And then it could be years until you saw that movie again. You uh, are, you are lucky. You you actually went out and got the Star Logs. Like, I did not have Star Logs or anything like that. So movies would take me by surprise. And the biggest movie that took me by surprise, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Tonight's an ABC premiere presentation. Do you realize what the Ark is? Remember, this is the film that stopped you cold. From Lucas and Spielberg, a spectacular visual adventure. Jones! Karen Allen, Harrison Ford. Trust me. Raiders of the Lost Ark, next. 
My dad goes, oh, I heard about this movie. You're going to love it. It's a big action adventure movie. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I remember saying, thinking to myself, what the hell is a Raider of the Lo- Lost Ark? It sounds like a National Geographic movie. My dad's like, well, it's about this archaeologist. I'm like, come on. I, <laughs> who that does not sound interesting at all? A movie about an archaeologist called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sounded totally hokey, boring, didn't want any part of it. My dad forced me. Uh, to go to the movie, sat down with him. One of the greatest movies of all time. Totally blew me away. It was like I got whipsawed. No trailer, no Starlog, nothing. Well, I mean, you know, nowadays it's you go to the DVD store and you pick it up or you, you know, you get the torrent, you steal it off of Pirate Bay what? the day it comes out. I don't know what you're you talking know? About. I don't know anything about I, that. I mean, it's like the whole experience of having something that's actually special and meaningful has been diluted. The same thing's true with television, right? TV used to have sign-on times and sign-off times. In fact, if you listen to Taron Cast at the end of the show, there's a sign-off on every show. It's just kind of an old thing. It's special presentation no, right, to sign-off. I gotta, I gotta, I have to object because okay, let's take a real example. Star Wars. Star Wars had a big lead-up to it. People waited outside the theaters. It had a bunch of press. The toys that flew out of that movie were ridiculous. Yeah, but, but you're not, before the movie you're, came out? Not before the movie. In 77? Well, I don't know toys that are coming out before the movies. Yeah, they come out all the time now before the movies. They lead the movies by sometimes three or four months ahead of the movie, sometimes more. Easily. Really? Mm-hmm. Easily. And the and clips and clips that come out online, you see half the movie in trailers and clips. Okay, usually regardless, like, if that's the case. Or two teasers, and usually two teasers yeah, you'll for see, every you'll movie see that comes teasers. out now. But you saw teasers for Star Wars. You saw you teasers. Saw, there was one. One. Well, fine. And, and One versus two in toys three months ahead, big deal. It's a huge deal. That's that's what you're railing against is toys no, three no, months No, no, I'm ahead. talking more about television than I am even about movies. I'm talking about the fact that these movies like Star Wars, you'd see them once or twice if your parents took you back, and they'd disappear for sometimes years yes, before they'd end back right. up on that's TV true. again. And when okay. they came back around, you had these like memories of them that were almost beyond belief because you'd only seen them a few times. And you didn't like you couldn't go online and just keep reading. Even that was clips. fairly short-lived as so soon as the go- video store came But that's out. going on now with TV. So, say, Lost. That was a viewing event every week. Yeah, and a decade sure. ago, Seinfeld. And now there's other shows that people... Yep. But I don't, Mad, Mad Money. But Mad I don't Men. think, though, that the events that. that they do, and I'm putting it in air quotes, are really events anymore. And that's part of my beef, is that, it, that, that everything is an event now. It's because everyone has, like, 200 channels. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's Eric, what I'm I saying is right. part of the problem. That's the right. Bachelorette event. That was quite an event last week. The what? The Bachelorette. Yeah, but see, I didn't see it. But that's not an event. It's just another show. I there didn't were see parties. It either. There, were, there were parties throughout America. It's one of, like, you know, 500 shows that have an event. That's what I'm saying. There's no special thing anymore. Okay, so can here's, I just, here's, can no, I just here's, tell here's you what... Thing. Do you guys remember V... Yeah. The show yes. V? Yeah. Okay, one. V was an event. Tonight is your chance to see how it all began. To relive the excitement that is V, the most extraordinary miniseries ever. A daring TV journalist struggling to uncover the startling truth behind the alien's visit to Earth. And a beautiful and brave young scientist fighting for the very survival of the human race. Together, they take you on a fantastic journey to meet the visitors. Prepare yourself for a television event that's out of this world. Prepare for... Next. The movie The Day After on ABC right. about the nuclear war in America. Everybody have to an death. event. Hey, any of you guys hear anything about an alert? I really don't think either side wants to be the first to use a nuclear device. It's not a question of who, but where. I don't believe it's happening. We have a massive attack against the U.S. at this time. ICBMs. <laughs> One millisecond. 
second takes you beyond imagining, beyond tomorrow, and into the day after. I'm Ted Koppel. We'll examine the issues of nuclear war and peace on a special edition of ABC News Viewpoint. We'll hear from Secretary of State George Shultz and a distinguished panel and our live audience here in Washington on Viewpoint, immediately following the day after. Everybody watched that? I remember the night that was on and my parents wouldn't let me watch it. My, my and they either. made me... Never saw it. They made me watch some cartoon or something that, like, one of the other... All the other networks had on other shows to compensate for ABC stuff, and they were playing kids' shows right. that night. that's right. So there were cartoons on the other networks, so all the parents could go watch the day after. And it was, like, this huge communal event. But wait, wait, when you're it, saying all other hadn't. networks, you mean all four other networks? There were only, no, like, not four three. or five channels. There was three. Yeah, three. CBS, NBC, ABC, that was it. Right? That's yeah. the difference. And and I'm telling you, it's a it was a different world, and for that alone, it was better. People are people are oversaturated uh, with with entertainment. But you know what? It's 24 hours. Look at the ratings. If a, if a show was a smash hit, I'm no industry insider, but if a show was a smash hit, runaway hit, it they got like what 12 million, 10 million, 13 million people watching it from week to week. I mean, back in the day when there were three networks, you'd have like you know 50 million people would watch like the the rerun of James Bond movie on a Sunday night. Giant control structure essentially between three networks, and now that's totally dissipated, and that's a bad thing. Well, no, it's just not I'm, as exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's I think what I'm saying. It's not that it's a bad thing. I mean, look, it, you know, you can argue that it's a good thing. You have like tons of selection now of things you can watch and consume, yeah. right? You can watch anything whenever you want. You can watch it on demand. You can get your videos on demand. You can get a Roku or PlayStation 3 or whatever and download stuff off of Netflix. Boom, you can watch anything you want. So it's nice, and I think it's good from that standpoint because it's convenient. But in the old days, things were more special because you had to wait for them. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer came on TV one time a year. He still does. Yeah, but now you can go get it on DVD. And it runs on, like, it on TBS, Roku, you, can... you know, over and over and over and over. It may run one yeah. time on, like, ABC, but on one of the, you know, basic cable stations, they just loop it. Same thing with, like, Christmas Carol and Miracle on 34th Street, all that stuff. Well, and to take it even a step further, how many of you guys remember uh, something called the 4 o'clock movie? It was an ABC thing. It started at 4 o'clock. It's like it, that after-school special? Yep. Well, it was after the after-school uh, special. I, I was actually. out hitting on chicks at the time, Bryce. Sorry. No, you were young. You, it was there. So, the, Well, here, let me let me translate it a different way because some people don't Maybe remember the name of it. Sometimes they would have, like, the Godzilla weeks, and they play Godzilla movies all week. They'd have Planet of the Apes week. They'd have, like, Sci-Fi week or Horror week, that kind of thing. And you'd rush home from school to watch these crazy old sci-fi and horror and war movies and Godzilla movies. And that's how you saw those movies. You, know, you wouldn't see those movies any other way. You didn't have chicks <laughs> running around in kindergarten. <laughs> Bill might have. We used to come home. I used to come home to see... Johnny, what is it? Johnny Rocket or John, Johnny, John, Sacco Johnny Sacco and his flying, and his flying robot or Ultraman, Ultraman on Channel Twenty because they alternated between the two. Mm-hmm. That was cool, fine, but that was also I don't know. I I look at what I could do now and what I could watch and what I could TiVo and everything, and it doesn't bother me. But see, so. the thing too is, I guarantee you, you go back like I don't know how far. And there's gonna be some guy saying, you know, you kids, it's no good anymore. When we were kids, we. Listen to it on the radio, the Little Orphan Annie Hour, and now you can see it, and it's just not the same. It's not right. as special because you're not visualizing it in your mind. And blah blah, get off my lawn. I think there might be some truth to some of that. Uh, I doubt it. It's like the shadow, and I, th- I think it's a part of growing old. <clears throat> when I heard the first episode, and I even as a host only hear the final version, like when it comes out to the public. So the first time I knew Bryce that you put in that CBS bumper, that da 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 da. 
I mean, I, I hadn't heard that in maybe, I don't know, 20 years. And, like, I got all excited. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's perfect. That's awesome. Um, it, it just what do they me... call it? It's uh, it's um, Pavlovian, yeah. almost. <laughs> the, the, those drums and that sound is almost Pavlovian. <laughs> like, you know you know something's coming out. It, it totally that, brought know? me back. It gave me kind of that thrill of the Sunday night movie that we were going to watch. Uh-huh. And that was very exciting. I wonder if there's anything... Nowadays, so now we've got all this great media, right? You got your TiVo, your DVR, your thousands of stations. Is there anything nowadays that you watch on TV that twenty years from now it'll bring you back to now? Well, there are already certain sound clips, right, from Seinfeld, for example, that when you hear the beginning of it, then you then you think back to watching it in the dorm like with Seinfeld's your friends. Bass guitar, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, there are other there are other shows like that, or other other sounds or soundtracks that bring that back. Yeah, maybe like yeah, I, I if agree. America, if you hear the American, I don't like in twenty years, you'll be like, uh. uh. But I don't know if it'll be like the great. Woo! I love that show. I dreamed a dream. I think. I think the thing is that that. I, okay, so I think there's shows clearly that everybody's going to remember certain things of, but I I question whether or not there's those event kind of things anymore. Like when they like when's the last time they did a mini series on one of the networks? I can't even remember. Was it was it like Winds of War, well, War and Remembrance? Like Sci-Fi Channel does. I'm not saying they're any good, but they do. Yeah. So I guess they have them, but they're on cable networks now. But they don't. Yeah. They're not as. They're still not as big of a deal. Well, okay. So like HBO did the Band of Brothers thing in the Pacific, right? That was a really well done miniseries, but it's still different. There's something lacking in the way, and I think it's because it's just not as special anymore. It's like, oh, it's going to be this little miniseries, and they're going to run it, and you're not. You're not really flipping about it. You're just you're kind of... Yeah, you're jaded. You're used to consumption. And so you just consume everything that comes in. You're like, oh, that was really cool. You see it in the fans even. Like, Bill, I know that you're a big fan of AintItCoolNews.com, yeah. right, the movie that, right. site. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how often do you go up there, and it's like they'll show a picture of an of an upcoming movie. They'll show, like, Iron Man's new suit. And all the people will be like, without seeing the movie or right. knowing anything about sucks. it, it sucks. sucks. The movie's ruined. It's ruined horrible. my childhood. This sucks. This is gay. Uh, I hate uh, this. Jesus, uh, nowhere near as good as the golden age of Iron Man. If I were to yeah. do it, I would just show my fa- There's so many haters that are fans. Fans are haters. That's the. That's no, I want to. I want to take these people back to the late '70s or so and sit them down and be like, dude. You were lucky if you got a movie like that, and you loved it. You'd see a picture of like a half of a Star Destroyer on some model shop's you know platform before it's even shot. You'd be like, "Check that out! Yeah. That's awesome! Right. When is that coming out?" Yeah. The mainstream. I mean, you could go back and say, "Yeah, remember Cars? Cars used to be really special." Cars. Cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, cars you could do it. General? Yeah, you could do this for anything. I mean, you can go back and say, "Wow, oh, Cars used to be really." expensive and really hard to get and that's when they're really special remember this special car I used to have <laughs> you know what though you can do that because i do that with cars I, I know and i think a lot of companies have learned from that and have done well like um for example um uh dodge right dodge is putting out a lot of like retro yeah they're going back to the right old now. style cars but that's but... good because that's what freaking people like but yeah. i wonder though if when our generation gets really old and starts dying out if that'll all fade away well, we all, all want minivans <laughs> maybe we'll just be dreaming of Dust that minivan <laughs> i've been trying to think about like events on television i think the closest thing i could come to is not band of brothers but something like true blood you know like there there, there seems to be a giant movement of women that love movies like true blood or um you know, I, I don't know what some of the other ones are. But the Sopranos, that was huge. How about anything? How about how about what about like your your whole family, your whole neighborhood? Everybody watches it. 
I'm trying to think of something like The Day After or V, where everybody and their brother was talking about that. Reality young... TV. You're not going to capture... Yeah, but I don't think the people that were watching V are the same people if True Blood was back on then, they were going to be watching it. Like, you watch True Blood or V, but you wouldn't be into, like, you know, sexy vampires. Well, I don't know. Maybe you would be. But they, I know there are definitely, like, a bunch of people that have these True Blood parties where they sit around and have, like, you know, bottles of wine and pretend, oh, to evil. You know, and they're, oh, I love vampires. See, but yeah, I, think, I don't think that's any bigger of a deal, though, than people who are just fans, super fans of The Shield and they get together, super fans of Shield. Lost or super fans of Galactica or whatever. It's mm. a fan group. And those were those were around all the time, and people did that with, you know, Bewitched and you know the Andy Griffith Show. And, what? You know, those were always there. Wait a minute! You're telling me that people used to throw Andy Griffith Show parties? Andy, well, we got Barney Fife and. Hey, no, I'll, I'll give you two for sure that they did: The Honeymooners and I Love Lucy. Those were huge shows that families used to run home to see. And it was a big deal, and the neighborhoods would get together and watch those. Mm -hmm. I've seen stuff about this where they've done it. Yeah, but that's because you know that's because people only had like one television in the whole neighborhood. The shows that are going on overseas, where the, where the village has got one television, is is in fact Dallas and WWF wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> really. That's yeah, really. So, so, they hate Americans. <laughs> actually, so Rebecca's traveled around a bit, and and. Uh, gives credence to what she says. So you're talking about like a village has ATV. Like a village has ATV. And what are they playing? What do they play? They watch soccer, Dallas, and WWF wrestling. And is that what's on? Is that what's on over the air? That's what? what. That's what will be on. Okay. And, and they'll right. love those shows. Well, okay. David Hasselhoff also. Quite, quite everybody, everybody, what, they are they lot, playing Knight Rider over there? They watch a lot of soccer. Look at the moving pictures on the television, the little cube. Oh, change it to Dallas. Oh, Suellen, you're very bad. Very bad woman, Suellen. Change the channel now. Oh, look at WWF wrestling. I love it very much. Now. Do wrestling here. <laughs> Rowdy Rowdy Piper. But if we look in if we look in the people magazines or all those okay magazine that you get in the airport when you're boarding a plane, and you look at those, what who are the stars? The reality TV shows. Yeah. Well, I, those stars. Oh, I think reality TV so, has supplanted so much. Who of TV? doesn't know about Jake and Vienna? See, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. Jake and Vienna? So what is that? Yeah, I yeah, I think you're right that reality is has the new stars, but there's so many reality shows that they all have a little slightly different crowd. And no a, one eclipses them. I all. think a better bet is one you said before, which is the Biggest Loser. I think everybody knows what the Biggest Loser is. Essentially, probably American Idol's pretty big. Everybody knows what American Idol is, if, even if they can't name the people on it. But Absolutely. it's still not the same. It's still not the same. It's well, okay, so so bring people together. I guess you're wanting to to bridge generations in this in this event. And the it things just, that I'm mentioning are for certain demographics. Everybody in that age group, they all know about it. They're all in. They're all what watching I'm that. What I'm saying is, is that in the past, these things weren't just shows. They were truly events. Something would happen. It would be like a once a year at best event that would occur. It was more than just a movie. It was like it was either a movie that had been in the theaters that everyone loved and had not seen since it left the theaters, and so everybody wanted to watch it. Like, and then I'm talking the big stuff, like. E.T., Wizard of Oz, King Kong, the original King Kong, when that came on TV, everybody loved that. Or it would be an actual television event where they would make like a special miniseries, like the North and South, Winds of War, V, that kind of stuff. Shogun. 
So do those things? So why was that? A, why was that? Why the fact that it was an event? Why was that? Better? Because it, it it added value to your lives. It was like something you looked forward to. It brings America together. It actually did. No, it, it actually peace did. and harmony. We're holding hands it's now. Tough but times. I but I know I know that you know that you're kidding. Hands but it was America. a very American experience. It was it was a Titanic very didn't do that for you. I I don't I don't see the the value that you're you're I trying to to spin onto it. I I don't. No yeah, nostalgia okay. looking back. You know, you there's parties for all kinds for of different things now. And is it better? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> it's not any worse, probably. But Here, here's one I'll tell you. I, just from a parent's perspective, Saturday morning cartoons used to be the greatest thing ever. Like, all week I would look forward to Saturday morning cartoons. My kids don't watch Saturday morning cartoons. They wake up on Saturday morning. It's just another day. That maybe they'll even stream Netflix to watch like a show they actually want to watch rather than the crazy cockamamie show that's on a Saturday morning. And I'm like, aren't you guys excited about Saturday morning cartoons? They're like, nah, not really. Isn't this better? I think it's an, Isn't that better? Well, that they can have the choice to, to watch well, better? But that's the question, right? Is it is it better because they get to watch what they want to watch in a mediocre sort of way and be, be like okay with it? Or is it better if they like have to look forward to something and kind of like fast sort of from cartoons and then like get the cartoon and it becomes that much more awesome so you have like a, you have like one thing which becomes super awesome or like a bunch of things which are mediocre that i think there's that's, a way you can do this as a parent you just don't let them get to the computer for the streaming netflix until saturday morning well no i know how i think the question is which one is better like, is it better to have one thing that's super awesome, or like five things that are mediocre? So, how about this? How about how about this hypothesis that the one thing that was that everybody thought was super awesome spurred this whole multi-layered channel, multi-media type of thing that everybody can watch whatever, and so now the kids are bored with that, and now what will that spur? That'll spur something different down the road. So, mm-hmm. isn't that a good thing that that kind of progress all the way? Actually, I kind of worry that we've seen the death of television. In general, that the television went from its, you know, a golden age to the silver age, which we lived through and saw the death of, into cable. And cable was the death of traditional terrestrial analog television, right? Cable formed its own thing. You saw the golden age of cable, the rise of MTV and CNN and all that kind of Nickelodeon, when they still Nickelodeon was still kids shows. And then now cable is getting to the point where it's oversaturated and just consumption madness and everything is on demand. So I'm starting to wonder if all of the old stuff is the framework that that held it all together at one point is crumbling down and all you're going to get now is entertainment like the show the guild that's on the internet the world of warcraft but like that show that's made on the internet it's not put on any station anywhere but people love it it's got a bunch of ratings and it ends up going on netflix and streaming and everything else so i think entertainment is moving towards a way where they're going to make the stuff and not even broadcast it anymore it's just going to like go up and be direct download. But people thought this about radio as well. And radio is not dead. So there's still NPR, there's still talk radio, there's still these select shows. And so what you could say is is that maybe the quantity will go down, but the the, the shows that are really high quality will stay. I bet you the same amount of TV is watched, or even more TV hours are watched per capita, I bet, now than then. It's just... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't debate that. No way. I'm going to say... Well, I mean, I know... Like, when I was a kid, I watched way more television than my kids watch currently. And that's not because of restrictions. That's just because there's more stuff for them to do. Like, whether it's Xbox or, you know, just just there just seems to be tons of stuff that they're constantly doing. And they're not as interested in television as I was. But maybe that's just and me. There's, 
that's an interesting observation. I don't know if I watch. I don't know. I don't know if I watch more, but I was going to say, I was going to spin it back to, you know, this one-time event things you're talking about. We do that now. Podcast. Every two weeks. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes Taverncast. To, to listen to Tavern Actually, no, but, you know, you do have a good point. That village. Yeah. For, for, like, our very small community that listens to Taverncast, I know that for many of them, based on people. based on what they post <laughs> and the stuff they put on Twitter, it is an event for yeah. some of them. Some of them get really excited. Some of them watch it together. I've heard of that, too, where they do, like, listening parties. Though. So in the same way, though, that kind of thing was what was going on My with... My mom has a listener party for Taverncast. Yeah. Oh, geez, don't you know? Hey, everybody, why don't we come on over? Little Billy's got another episode of Taverncast coming up. Come on over. Oh! Your, uh, your mom sounds suspiciously like the common geek character. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, sounds, she sounds like a nerd. Are you calling me? Is this, is this Mike Monin? Mike, I've heard of things about you. I've heard you're a giant of a man, and I want to let you know. You better leave my poor Billy alone, okay? Because he is a kind-hearted soul, all right? You understand what I'm saying here, Mike Monin? That's not funny. You're not funny. You're just a big, mean bully. Mom, it's okay. Really, relax. No, no, Billy, this has got to be said on Taverncast. Now that I'm on... Mom, really, no, it's okay. No, really. Mike, I'm going to come and find you and hunt you down like the man you are, and I'm going to gut you. Gut you like a marmot. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to cut off your head, and I'm going to take charcoals. I'm going to put charcoals down your gullet, and I'm going to bake you from the inside out and then i'm going to <laughs> eat. okay mom that, no that's from their show early you do that to mullets not people i don't care i am coming after you Mike. you hear me i'm coming after you don't miss all in the family tomorrow at five you got me all wrong you don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way i do I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. You got me going. You're also charming. But I can do it. You're a womanizer. Okay, so I mentioned before that to you guys that I just got back from the uh, cruise. We went on a vacation, and it was it was nice. I mean, we had a really great time. But there was something, there was a phenomenon that was going on that's been going on forever. And I just, it came to the forefront in my mind when I was on this cruise. Gross, disgusting, fat, lardo guys with hot chicks. And I'm talking about my wife and myself. But, but beyond that, there's tons <laughs> of other couples that are out there when you see these guys and you think my god this is a man's world because there are these guys I mean huge horrible disgusting like they don't you can clearly they're not even trying to look good and then they're with these women that are like athletic and perfect and wearing bikinis and you know not like all gaudy even they're just like really good looking women and I'm like that, that's I mean how does that woman like even how do they even connect and I then I realized it Easy. here's the explanation they connect here's the explanation yeah, it's money, right? The explanation is men are fundamentally different from women because men are cursed. And here's Thank why. Thank you, Bill. There are a litany of guys that never, 
ever stop getting attracted to super hot chicks? Bob Barker, okay? I just looked in the newspaper the other day. Bob Barker, this hot. guy's older than dirt, right? I mean, back in college. He's pretty hot, though. Exactly. So either, okay, so Bob Barker, I remember watching Prices Right in college. The next morning you wake up, you got a super hangover. You wake up at 10 a.m. You're Happy having Gilmore. your bowl of cereal, watch Prices Right. Bob Barker gets out there. He's got his Barker beauties. They're all super awesome and hot. And he's sitting there, like, you know, doing his thing with the Barker beauties. And then he brings up women, and, like, he's got money, and it's in his pocket. And he makes the women, like, reach into his pocket, you know, to get He's like, oh. <laughs> Be sure to spade and neuter your dogs. Hey, now that is the heyday of television right, right. there. That's the kind of thing I'm talking exactly. about. Run home to see that money pocket. That's right. That's, anyways, go ahead. Well, I, okay, I don't so need to about This guy pocket. is still going, and he's getting, and now these lawsuits are coming out that, you know, Barker Beauties are getting fired because they were pregnant, because they were not hot enough, because he was hitting on him. The man is a freaking animal, and he's like 147 years old, okay? Hugh Hefner. Everybody knows Hugh Hefner. Baby. He's also hot. He just came out in this. In he's hot, but all of a sudden he comes out and he says women are sex objects, and women still think he's hot. He gets to go out there and say all women are sex objects. That's it. I mean, forget the whole women's rights movement. Forget any you know self-respecting woman. You know, like you're following with bumper stickers. You're following a, a leader that's a woman. You know, no. What Hugh Hefner says women are sex objects. The guy is 157, still gets girlfriends that are like Playboy bunny super young. But dude, 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 they got money. That's the thing. That's it's money. all money. Listen, listen. The, it doesn't work for you because you don't got any money. So here's the qu- okay, so here's the question. <laughs> if there was an older woman that was 147 and you're in your prime and you're in your young 20s, are you going to hook up with a 147-year-old woman just because she's got money? That's a good point. If, uh, does anybody, does, can anybody how, name one? How lazy one? am I? Can anybody what name are the one? terms? Other than Dummy Moore and Ashton Kutcher and Cher and that bagel dude he, she married. It's un- and that wasn't that. That was like, you know, a 20-year difference. Bagel dude. Bagel dude. And she married some bagel chef. You're actually talking. So, like, if you're if you're Ashton Kutcher, you know, I don't know the guy. I'm sure he's a wonderful gentleman. But, I mean, if he maybe he's saying to himself, my career is going to take off. I can get something more out of this because I'm looking because Demi Moore is super famous and popular. And she's actually pretty good looking for being older. I'm talking about a Bob Barker female equivalent. Saggy, droopy, you know, gray-haired, old, like an old lady, a little old lady, and you're a young guy in your prime that you're not going to get a whole heck of a... You're not going to, like, increase your fame because you're dating a 147-year-old woman. What's what's a, what's a woman's name on uh, Boston Legal that's, that's just gotten huge, huge uh, fame recently? Estelle yes. Getty. Not Estelle Getty, but that, it was, this woman was also on the Golden Girls. She was Rose. Oh, um, Betty White. Betty White, yeah. So, Betty White. Not Old. the same, though. It's not, she's not a sex object. She's famous. She's funny. Hot. She's, she's probably rich. Hot. She's not the same, though. Bill's talking about, no. like, you know, it's almost like a, a sex object kind of thing. So that's happening in nursing homes. So that they have to be careful of sex predators who come in and want to sleep with the women. Yeah, but the, and they're wanting money. Yeah, but those are deviants. Those, those are guys that either they're predators or they're deviants or something. This or is just smart. I mean, they're getting money. <laughs> they're getting money. So, but and it's and it's demanded, right? These women are not getting getting there. There aren't very many men in their nursing homes, and they've got feelings too, and they've got urges that you can't always take care of with batteries. And these men come in and help them out and get a little bit of cash. It's perfect. But that's not what you're talking no, about. No, that right? that's not exactly where I'm going with this. But see, I think men 
Like, when I say it's a man's world, I think men are just cursed. I think men have got this libido that just runs forever, and they'll give all their money to a young woman in order for them to sleep with them. But women, on the other hand, I don't think that there are tons of older women that are dying to have younger men. I mean, it happens, Here's the thing. Right? We have a woman on the show for once. Mm-hmm. What is the woman well, But on the, the woman show on the show is not married. Because I think women on the show, once you put that ring on, it's over, Johnny. Like that. So actually, <laughs> statistics would say, in sex studies of individuals over the age of 50, that actually women are getting off more often and more frequently than men do in older ages, that men have more sexual dysfunctions, and so they're not enjoying it as much, and that women actually have greater urges. So statistically, I'm not sure if that would hold up. I'm not sure... I trust in those statistics. I mean, because look at it this way. How many people do you know that are married? Just take like a common sense approach, right? It's very, it's fairly common that married couples with the stresses that are involved with, with marriage and children and whatever, and you go through life, men are always interested in sex. Gen- when I say always, generally speaking. But women are sort of the one that put the brakes on it. But that could be only during the time in which there's young children, that there's these stresses, that as you get older, when those stresses are removed, that things change. I think once you put the ring on, it's over. Oh, wow. <laughs> is, this, is this data, uh, data this is of one? Oh, I've got some statistics that I found that men have, are, uh, are generally more, you know, like getting off more often um, and... Um, well, I'll have to find those statistics. But how does this relate back to this old, yeah, fat man? Yeah, 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 exactly, what what, what is how. it? I'll tell you how. Because I think that <laughs> I think that women uh, know how to use. Men are always interested in getting a girl. Getting right, they want the physical attraction. They want the sex that's there. And women, I think, have much better control of it, or they don't want it as much. And then, when in their in their early twenties, or you know, or whenever, through the course of their life, they use that to sort of snare the guy. And then, they, and then, you know, that's sort of it. So you have the always you have the older guy who's got tons of dough, which that's what he's bringing to the table. He's not bringing good looks or any of that. And and guys don't get, guys have to have the good looks. I don't think if if you reverse the scenario and you had an older woman who was bringing like wasn't bringing the looks but was bringing the dough, I don't think as many guys would go for it as women would go for a guy with dough. Well, there must be a, there must be a reason why you don't see that in culture very much. So there must be some truth to it because you don't see it very often. You do see older guys with younger girls all the time. You don't see young guys with older women all the time. Right. And, it's very rare. And when I was on the cruise, so I was always thinking there was this it. great disparity. I'm going, oh, it's a man's world. This totally sucks for women. Because, like, these guys don't take care of themselves. They don't. It's care. a trade, though, man. It's a fair trade. It, it I mean, is. women are getting something out of this, too. Exactly. They're getting money. And if, that, if that's what the goal is, they're getting money. Look, so, I mean. I have a different theory than Bill's theory about hot women with ugly men who are rich. That I've got this theory that if you rank people on attractiveness across men and women, and then in the middle is kind of, kind of everyone is kind of a little bit ugly, that everyone matches up with someone who's equidistant from that ugly point. So you get really hot people with hot people, you get really ugly people with ugly people, and you get kind of average eh people with other partners who are average eh. 
But how does that how does that work with what Bill just said? Which I'm, is I'm countering it. I'm I'm countering that. How, you can't counter. It so I think maybe money. When you that. bring in money, then yeah. you can then you can bridge over away from the equidistant point. So you're saying it is a materialistic thing then? It has to be. I think that's your point, right, Bill? Is why does this happen? Well, I think that, I think what Becky say, uh, Rebecca's saying though is that there's you, you have to all things being equal. You're gonna line up with somebody that's ranks like if you rank yourself in a one to ten, like hey, she's a ten or she's a seven or whatever. And you, let's say you're a let's say you're a five, okay? You're gonna match up with a girl that's a five unless you bring something more to the table, like you know, you make them laugh, you make them breakfast. <laughs> My motto in college, but but and so that way you're able to go <laughs> higher up the opposite sex chain. Is that or, or let's say you have cash. You know, maybe you can go higher up the opposite sex change, but I think that only works. You're an artist. That only works for men. Poet. Like for Singer, women, what if a woman is really funny but she's ugly as sin? Uh-uh, I'm done. <laughs> what about skill in the friend. bedroom? We bring that. We bring that skill in the bedroom. That can counter ugliness. Yeah, but you'll never, you'll never get that far if you're too ugly. When it's dark and you get them drunk. Well, yeah, but that's true. like desperate. That's guy desperate. That's a guy kind of lowering his standards. No, that could be a woman. Thing. Women do that too. You know, like that's like a guy getting drunk and going, uh, or like you know, a girl getting drunk and kind of low. So all things being equal, I don't think there's alcohol something a, a woman can bring to the table, like humor or cash or you know, um, a house or you know, a really cool friend that is going to make it so that they go up the, the ladder. No, 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 no. It works actually the opposite there. If a woman is hyper successful, she's got a house and like let's say she's like a president of a company or something to many many men that's a daunting factor you won't go out with that woman you won't give her the time of day because you're threatened by her and what she brings to the table a lot of men are like this that's why i pretend to be a human research resource officer interesting i pretend to be a secretary (laughs) but see a secretary is attractive right because you're a helper you i get turned on by saying that i'm a secretary so it still just is a, it's still a man's world. At the end of the day, it just it just sucks. It's so unfair. I disagree. I think, you know, when I walk past a, constru- a construction site and the guys whistle at me in a very demeaning way, I like it. And if they don't whistle, then I'm offended and I say, "Well, you know, that really sucks this time of freedom and feminism." You know, I've heard other women say that though. I I I worked with a girl in California that felt the same way you did about that. I guess there's Yeah, and in fact, so I try to do that to men now. So I was I was at my mortgage company and the fire truck pulled up, not kidding. Fire truck pulled up and all the firemen got out and we went up to the window and pressed our faces against it and just sort of tapping the windows with our face and our hands, <laughs> trying to give them back the service that they've been doing to us for decades. Is it a service or is it an insult? I think it's a service. I think everyone deserves to feel hot. Fight. But does it make you feel hot, or does it make you feel like violated? Because no, not violated. Would say that it makes you feel violated. Not violated, not for me. So I think there's a line. Like you ever seen? Have you have you watched Mad Men? No. No. Okay, if Bill, have you seen Mad Men? No, but I hear it's excellent. I haven't seen it yet. Though. Yeah, I've heard it's excellent, but it but it takes you back to this 1950s ad agency thing where at like 5 p.m. like all the secretaries are fair game and the drink carts roll out and <laughs> you know it's like. Yeah, but you hear women all the time. The whole uh, National Organization of Women at Gloria Steinem, that's happened because they got tired of being treated that way. Well, I know. So, so I and, think and I agree that feminism overpulled somewhat, but but still, uh, there was a necessity for that to happen. Oh, I, on I many agree. Levels. So I mean, at one point it was but, way too much, and now every so often at a construction site, like Rebecca says, she likes it. So it's like, 
you know. So there's a correction there. It, it reminds me of that song. Um, I think it's Meredith Brooks. I can't think of the, the artist, but Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Yeah. You know that song? But that's what that song's about, though. Exactly like She's that. bitching about the fact that there aren't any men out there anymore that, you know, want to, like, be a man. And the reason there aren't any men out there is because they were castrated by the, the, uh, the feminist movement to such an extent that they couldn't do what they used to do. And then women wanted it. Am I wrong on that? I would agree with that. I mean, to an extent, right? Not the abusive part. Not the abusive the... part. Not the grab your butt at a concert part. Mm-hmm. Maybe that a little. Every now and then. Depends on the guy. I think. Right. I think. I think. I think everybody deserves the right to flirt and feel hot. I don't think that was in the Bill of Rights, but actually, that, that should be amended. Pursuit of happiness. Of the law, the, along with the freedom of uh, privacy, there was the freedom to <laughs> flirt and feel hot. <laughs> that should be amended. That's a, ta- that's a tavern cast rule. Everyone deserves to have the right to be to be hit on and feel hot. That's hot. That's such a parasol. That's, like a run the world. <laughs> that's huge. And you know what makes me feel hot? This lambic frambois raspberry swill. You're <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another Tavern Cast. This has been Tavern Cast. Tavern Cast is over. Thanks for joining Tavern Cast. We're closing down Tavern Cast. All right, that's going to be another show of Tavern Cast. Hey, this oh, the is Tavern Cast. On. Oh, man, we got to leave. Cast? This is Tavern This. Wait, where are this we? This is Tavern Cast. <laughs> hey, so um, uh, don't forget to get up there and leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, could use some good reviews coming in as we've uh, rebirthed the show out of the podcast canal. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that baby? What? Is that baby tavern cast? <laughs> Hi, baby tavern cast. Did, did you did you like the raspberry framboise? <laughs> this is Billy, a little adult baby. <laughs> Oh man, you know you would cross some line when we just we use the words Billy and adult baby together on Tavern. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be searching the internet looking for pictures with Bill with a sounds like a new, and a diaper. This, this sounds like Photoshop. an intro Go. coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Bill the adult baby. Is there no end to the crap that can come out of your mouth? <laughs> Tune in for next week and find out. <laughs> All right. So that's been the show. Thank you, Rebecca, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next couple weeks. Very good. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye and keep flirting. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have fun and drink responsibly. Taverncast is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. Good night. Taverncast is recorded in front of a live studio audience.
One, two, three. Welcome to TavernCast. This is Bryce. This is Mike. And we're here recording the show. Hey, Mike, talk to me about motorcycles. Detroit Tigers, baby. All the way. Sucking ass. Detroit Tiger motorcycle. Get, get to the chopper. <laughs> You say sabotage. I say sabotage. I heard you are already down on this beer. Me? Yeah, that's what I heard. No. No. It's going to be great. Oh, Oh, wow. Damn. That was was close. (laughs) Holy crap. Red alert. You've got a lot of head on that beer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did your beer have a cork on it? Don't explode. Don't explode. Don't explode. Don't explode. Don't explode. We're going to start with Mike's. If Mike's goes long, we'll omit mine and go to yours, Bill. If not, we'll do mine, then yours. Okay? Uh, Alright, we'll figure it out. No, that's the way we're going to do it. Do you have a problem with that? (laughs) This concludes our program schedule for today. Portions of today's programs were recorded and on film. 